Are you hearing it? What? What? Is there a beep? What? I think you solved it. Oh! Yeah. Ira, we're doing oh, a show. We are? Yeah. Can't we just like schmooze and chat no. about our lives and how... Oh, yeah! Howdy, everybody. I'm Robert. And I'm Ira. And this is Antiway. Yes, it is. A podcast... Oh, shit. Shoot. Which is which, a podcast all about the what, films that give you a window into another world. That was real good. Are we starting all over? No, oh, we're not. We're Wait, going a, a window into another world. Yeah, and that's good, <laughs> Robert. And the reason you're saying that is because the movie we're discussing this week is a woman. The, in the, actually, the, it has the, the woman in the window. The woman in the window. Yeah. And our top. Five, I, I said, oh shoot, because my uh, what happened? On my all my notes for the show. I actually do some work before the show. Do you prep yeah, my top five list and all that? You don't prep. You don't. No, like I don't prep. You don't prep, prep like I, do. I prep. Look at all this. Wow. Yeah. How much of that you have a ream of paper in front of you? I do. How much of that do you actually use? Quite a bit. And without this ream, well, our show would have a lot <laughs> to be desired. Please, that's like your ditties. Your ditties are on like are six saying? of those pieces of paper. Do you not like How, my this, ditties? This is episode what? like 220 something. How do you not have your ditties memorized? I want to start all over. <laughs> Back on episode four? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think I was on that one. No, okay, I, I, my right. notes weren't pulled up. It, okay, so they're, they're pulled up. Now. We had to restart the, the show, right? We, I think we should restart it again. No. Why? This is going great. I think it's pretty lackluster. Well, okay, just just a little window into, into window. the Window! Right. Wait, you did that on purpose? Yeah. No, you didn't. Um, uh, you think I'm not that clever. How dare you? Okay. N- uh, just a little window into... Into the show and the yeah. mechanics of the show. Yeah. We, as we record this, yes. we're in the... I, and I know we're, we're going to get to the listener bail and everything else. And if we don't, it's okay. As we record this, mm-hmm. you know, we've had a couple of problems in the past. One of the problems that this we. show has suffered from is this digital noise that comes in. Yeah, what do you mean we? We've had problems? Uh, it seems to me the person well, in charge Well, it doesn't of happen re- when it's recording. just me. Well, oh, that's good. You're doing syllogistic reasoning right now. But I don't think that that onus falls on me necessarily because you're the engineer between the two oh, of us. Uh, well, so it's all my problem? Well... You don't share in the, any of the responsibility? Not for the technical end, do oh, I? All right, I'll remember this. But I'll I'm, remember but, this. But I'm the great prepper. <laughs> I do all this incredible <laughs> prepping so I can make you look good. Oh, thanks. That's why I'm here. Go so ahead. if that Go fails, ahead. if the prep fails, it's all your fault then. With that one particular episode, yes. <laughs> and if we have technical glitches, then it falls on you. I see. All right. So okay. w- when we do ocean movies again, I'll, I'll remind you. <laughs> all right. That's a good point. That's my one time I ever blew it. I know. We did ocean <laughs> the one movies. time! Yeah, yeah. We did ocean movies twice. We did ocean movies two times for a top, top five. Top five ocean okay, movies. Okay, yeah. Anyway, we we've, we've had this digital noise that's been yes. plaguing us. Yeah. And I just restarted the computer, right? We, we had just, what, we did like the intro for three seconds. And it was and really we, good than the one we did just now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was better. Well, this one's flawless. Oh, yeah, right. So we had to start over, and we re- restarted up the, the computer, yeah. and the, the noise fell away. We think we figured out what the problem was, right? Yeah. So no more noise. I like that we say we. It was really you. Go ahead. But that oh, was nice. Well, now you're giving no, me credit. But I am giving you credit. Yeah. That was nice how you included me. That was that was very engaging. You were here. That was yeah. engaging. So of that's you. called uh what's it called? Like dog dog hounding hounding? Like where you're talking through something with somebody that has no idea what you're talking about, but as you're walking through, you go, Oh, I've got it. I figured it out. And the other person didn't even say anything. There's a name for that. Is that what that's called? Yeah. But I like to feel that I'm giving you an emotional support and encouragement. Right, yeah, that's what it is. Just by being in the room with you. Yeah. Yeah. So if you could please leave, that'd be great. Mm. Um, right, so. so anyway, we figured all that out, yeah. and 
in in so doing, I forgot to pull up my notes after. Wait, you need notes? You need notes? I got plenty of notes. Hence the, oh, shoot, at the top of the show. I understand. Yeah. Let's start all over. Okay. Howdy, everybody. (laughs) So, anyway, that was a clever intro you had with the lady in the window in our top five this week. Well, maybe if it had been prepped better, it could have been stronger. Again, the... Our top five this week is, that's right, window movies. Window movies. Now, before we get to that particular segment... Mm -hmm. Did you go into metaphor land with that? Not at all. I talked. Are you only, being sure? Are you being really serious? Only about people no, who with either, windows. Either made windows, <laughs> were looking through windows. I, I have one. That's yes, a, a of metaphor. Course. I think. Yeah, we had to do a metaphor. Or yeah, I didn't take it on a literal. I'm very proud of my number one. I'm very I proud am of too, it. and I don't think we're going to overlap on that at I, all. I don't think so either. My number one is going to impress you. My number one... It's a movie you have not seen. I talked oh, about it once before. What were you going to say? My number one is a movie that we saw together. We saw it together. I think so. Huh. Okay. Here's a hint. Yeah? We reviewed it on this show. So there you go. It's going to be interesting. You're, you're not going to get it. Is There's, the word window in the title? Absolutely no. Absolutely not. All right, anyway, here we go. Uh, we'll talk about... What's last Yeah, week? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So... Good. Yeah. Um. And, uh. And. And. This is. Uh, oh, where's yeah. your organization, Mr. Here, Prepper? Oh, do you want me to do it? I got it. I, I got, got it. it right here. Yeah. Thanks to me, you've got it. Well. Uh, I, yeah. Okay. And now I think it's time for us to do, uh, listener mail. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. You ready? Yeah. On our last podcast, buddy, it was Stowaway Movies. Mm-hmm. You sent me a text. I did. You sent me a text, my friend. Uh! And you remember? And you left out a movie that we both wish we put in our top five. And the name of the movie is? The Hitcher. That's really good. Uh, and how was that a stowaway movie? Well, he does. He's first of all, is welcomed into this. Uh, was it Thomas C. Howell? Mm-hmm. Welcomed into his life. And then he like kicks him out of the car and he won't leave. Right. So he's holds him hostage. And then is like he sees him in the family's car and he winds up like getting back involved in his life and is kind of this he's always sneaking up into other people's cars throughout the movie. Anybody that's not seen The Hitcher, what a great movie. <laughs> it's pretty fucked up. It's so it's fucked, a, it's up. fucked up. It's a fucked up movie. It really, I really is, like it. There's a few of these movies. I, I would include Breakdown in this that feel like um they were they were kind of made of the time and it, they didn't seem to really have legs you know they didn't seem to be these kinds of movies that would continue on years and years later but when you go back and watch them you go this holds up really well yeah, yeah. very simple premise yeah and i'm actually going to include deliverance in that even though deliverance i think is a little bit more a little bit more um uh, heralded as a, a great film mm-hmm. but some of these movies very simple premises very easy to like, what to package i don't know how to describe it but i i think all of those movies are kind of that same way did you ever see breakdown do you know what breakdown i don't i'm not familiar with breakdown. it's a kurt russell movie in the late 90s i'd say 97 or something mm-hmm. like that and uh jt walsh is i think last movie one of his last movies and it's the premise is that their car breaks down in the middle of the desert i say they it's kurt russell and his wife and she this truck pulls up and she gets in the truck to go to the next town and he waits by the car and and the way that it's written it kind of makes sense like why is he leaving his wife and she's like i'll be fine you're just going right down the street here and he never sees her again 
and it's very much Why like I think the, it's Jeff Bridges. It's not Jeff Bridges. No, 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 no. Okay, it's Kurt right, Russell. Okay, sure. go ahead. No, I can see Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges is the vanishing. It's the same kind see, of concept. We've talked about yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So go ahead. Yeah, and that that falls in that category yeah. of a simple premise, but I think it's executed so well. Yes. And I think that's where you're going. And it's the timeless. hitcher is so well executed. Yeah. <laughs> pardon, the, it, pardon the pun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's that, these are great little movies that. You find them and you're like, oh, that was cool. Yeah. Like, how did that escape me? Man, check out The Hitcher if you haven't seen it. Anyway, go ahead. What else? So, yes, The Hitcher. In addition to that, other listener mail uh, for Stowaway Movies, again, she wrote, Robert again took one of my choices. She wanted Wally, but mm. in the same theme I have. Maybe you're more familiar with these films than I am, Robert. Uh, Train to Busan. Does that mean anything That's to you? That's a zombie movie, a Korean zombie movie. Oh, oh. Uh, Cloud Atlas. Mm-hmm. I certainly know of it, but I never saw it. That's pretty good. Uh, not sci-fi, but a fabulous movie to have and have not. Mm-hmm. Manhunter, Saboteur, and A Night at the Opera. And that's the Marx Brothers movie, right? And I'm not that familiar with it. I guess there was a stowaway I, in that film. I don't remember that. Yeah. I mean, that might be, but... Anyway, we thank this listener. She's wonderful with what she suggests. Someone else wrote uh, Peanut Butter Falcon. I haven't seen that yet. I, I haven't. See it. She's been after me to see this film and saying, shame on me for having mm-hmm. not having seen it. Elf, and my favorite, Over the Top. And she wrote, yes, it really is. How is Over the over Top the top is, sa- is it? It was Over the Top. That was the, the Stallone movie where he is the arm wrestler. That's right. Arm wrestling. Yes, I never saw it. Is someone a story in that film? I don't remember there being a stowaway. He goes to pick up his his kid at like the you know at the prep school, and the whole you know the kid is like kind of embarrassed by his dad. His dad's a truck driver, and you know he's he's kind of this you know hoity toity kid at, at a private prep school. Uh, stowaway, stowaway. Mm, I don't remember I don't there being a stowaway. Someone else wrote, "You're gonna love this Titanic." Mm-hmm. Yeah, Titan- You know that's one that why didn't I think of that? Yeah, obviously. And then to be funny, he I talked to him about this. He suggested Dr. Strangelove. That's good. And, well, you know, Slim Pickens riding yeah. the bomb. That's yeah. what you're thinking. Yeah. Of. He said, well, he's a stowaway. He's on a vehicle. You like that, don't you? Yeah, like you actually that. like that. Yeah. Uh, I want to tell you that I befriended someone on Facebook, and he's a pretty well and highly respected script doctor. And he wrote this about Stowe, the film. He wrote, I was willing to give Stowe a break in, in terms of willing suspension of disbelief, in terms of the whole Stowe logic. But in the end, the message seemed to be, do the right thing, and you will get screwed, even if you take personal responsibility for it. And that bothered him. And I'm thinking, well, that's anti-wave. You know, and I can give so many examples like life, which really affected me. You know, the end of that movie that had that fucked up ending Mm -hmm. that here you had people who are noble and trying to do the right thing. And after all that, they're still fucked. He didn't like that. He feels that rewards should be rewarded. Doing the right thing should be rewarded, not punished. That's a very American approach. Yes. Yes. Not very anti-way, but I get that. He wrote one more thing, Robert. I wanted to share this with you. He said, oh, by the way, he said, my favorite Stowe movie stars Lloyd Bridges from 1975, Stowe to the Moon. And I thought, well, that I included that in my top five um, based on an excellent Ron Shelton novel. Ron Shelton is a screenwriter who wrote a lot of sports movies. A lot of really good sports movies were Ron Shelton. I wanted to share that with you. Someone else said up. And then a faithful listener, Robert, wrote the following. It's not a story movie, but I think you'll enjoy what she wrote to okay. us. She said, Blazing Saddles has been edited for television. Oh. The network promises scenes that could overly that could upset overly sensitive, easily offended, woke individuals and snowflakes who live to be outraged by every little thing has been removed. 
The movie airs tomorrow night from 8 p.m. until 8.07 p.m. <laughs> Enjoy. And I laughed at that. I howled at that. I wanted to include that. One of our listeners wrote that to us. That's funny. That's very funny. Blazing Saddles will be seven minutes long. Yeah, yeah. Good. Anything you want to say right now, Robert? No. Robert, this is where you do like a little rhyme with the word news. Oh, okay. I do yeah. a rhyme with the word news? Yeah. Just do that now. All okay. of our listeners are listening with okay. bated breath. A rhyme with the word news. And that's really good, Robert, because this brings up our next segment. That's right, folks. It's time for In the News. <laughs> you are so much fun to fuck with. Well, the, you, you're not Look, it's a top know, ten. We're a team. We're, uh, we I are? Feel like you dropped the ball just to watch me squirm. That's it. You dropped the ball intentionally to watch me squirm. I, I, it's, it, I, I love... To you, I give the screws. And that's and Robert, it's funny you'd say that because you know what it's time for. That's right in the news. Uh, this is the worst intro. I love it. A couple of things I want to mention. First, I want to say that of of the three, Charlie Chaplin and uh, Harold Lloyd, Buster Keaton was my favorite one. He had the most pathos for me. Wait, there was something about what you said. A couple things I want to mention. Yeah, I know, but first I'm prefacing it, and then I'll get into my of two the points. three of those: but, Harold no. Lloyd, Buster Keaton, and Charlie Chaplin. But that's not one of the couple of things I want to mention. Yeah, but that's like a preamble before okay. I get to the core. Okay. But you yeah. said of the three. of the three. Oh, okay. But before I get into the of the. Got it. No, I'm with you. I really like Buster Keaton. And you talked about this, Robert, two or three years ago on a podcast about that famous scene where the building facade mm -hmm. falls down on mm -hmm. him. And I remember vividly you're saying that he was not in a good mental state of mind yeah. to do that. There was something brewing within him that was kind of dark. And he talked about that afterwards, years later, and he said he would never do that if he was in his right mind. Uh, as you know, that building... What movie was that from? I can't think of the title. It's a play on words. I can't remember. It's either, a play but, on words, yeah, but it's a famous shot. And I want to say that he stood, there was a nail. You know this, don't you? Mm -hmm. They put a nail on the ground. He had three inches of spare on each side. And that was a real shot. And it wasn't done through, obviously, computer generated. The facade fell down and through the open window, his body could stay and not be harmed. Um, and the cinematographer lined up the shot and turned away. The cinematographer didn't want to look through the camera as that facade went down on him. He was not in a good place mentally. He did that shot, but then the bulk of the documentary is really about what happened to him because his movies were so ambitious. Wait, okay. what, what documentary? There was a documentary oh. that I watched, right. And it was talking about not only that famous shot, but his bouts with alcoholism and that he was depressed. Uh, he sold out after he did the first movies that were... I have a question. What? what? Yeah. Because you're jumping too far ahead. Am I really? Ahead. Yeah. Me? Because I, I want to ask. Yeah. So the part where the, the facade fell down, didn't they do a take where he got hurt with that? Is that right? If I, so, I'm not I aware of that. I seem to remember there being two takes. And there was one take that it did fall on him, on him and it hit his back, but it just kind of barely clipped him or something like that. And it hurt his back a little bit. I might be mistaken. But, if so, that's incredible. But I think it was, maybe it was like time. a half speed or something like that. They mm -hmm. did like a rehearsal. And then when they did the full version, he they they got it right. Right. I I want to say there was something like that. Um, I don't know, somebody you'll correct me. I know you'll. I'll be look like, into it. I'll answer for us next week. He was his earlier films were more ambitious with the physical comedy. Yeah. 
they he was taking more risks but then he got a lot of pressure to sign with MGM and when that happened it brought him down they did safer movies that were not nearly as ambitious and that's when his star had already peaked and it was declining his his star power the alcoholism I mean they were telling stories about him that he was institutionalized for a while and had to wear a straitjacket really isn't that crazy how to wear a straitjacket yeah it's crazy he was always literally <laughs> cuz he was always trying to get alcohol and and then he did stuff in the 60s i remember he was in a twilight zone episode mm. thinking that's buster keaton is that weird in a twilight zone episode and it's just odd with not just him but so many stars when they the, the decline and their demons their inner demons whether it's alcohol or whatever and it was a fascinating mini documentary so yeah. can i let me chime please, in on this please please it's weird that you mentioned this because um, we were going to do Week in Review. One of the movies that I saw this week was Chaplin. Really? Isn't that weird? That is weird. Like, you saw a documentary on Buster Keaton and I saw Chaplin? You know, that suggests that we're on the same page. We have a We didn't discuss this uh, at all. That's why we're on the... Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's happened I mean, more than I, once with us. You know that. I mean, to be fair, I watched a biopic. I mean, it was the... Uh, not Johnny Depp. What's his name? Um, Robert Downey Jr. Right. movie. Um but, you know, it was still kind of a biography of this guy's life. And growing up, I was like Chaplin. But I think it was because I wasn't really watching the movies. Once I started watching the movies, I'm going, oh, no, Buster Keaton. I agree with you. He's, you do. He's Pathos. Much, yeah. Something about his the and, face. And also just, like, respect for what he was doing. I mean, I think Chaplin was making, like, The Kid. Did, you saw The Kid, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's a fantastic movie. And there's some really uh, – Jackie Coogan is just – when he's screaming for Charlie Chaplin and he's like begging for him to come close. That's a really powerful moment. And I think they are better films, so to speak. Uh, some of them. Uh, what's the, the Hitler one that he did? The uh, dictator. No, uh, uh, the, uh, the, the great dictator. The great, that, dictator. The great that's dictator. That's it. That's it. And I think they're important messages. Yes. Whereas Buster that Keaton's famous aren't, speech he gives. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, whereas Buster Keaton's, aren't so important right but they're impressive yes and Buster yes. Keaton's work holds up and you're going fucking hey look at what this guy is doing yeah yeah I think that's the difference between them Harold Lloyd was just kind of like okay whatever. he was along I mean, for the ride yeah and was good yeah but not up to the same par as the other two I agree agreed agreed yeah, yeah. very interesting so Buster Keaton hey another mm-hmm. point I want to share with you go for it man the Golden Globes they're fucking imploding that's the word it is imploding. Uh, I sent you something a yeah. few days ago. Do you have a chance to read it? Yeah. That the Hollywood Foreign Press and trying their reform actions and it's all backfiring. The vote. The voters have quit. A few voters of the Hollywood Foreign Press have quit. And did you know that the president of the Hollywood Foreign Press actually wrote an email? Did you see that in the no, article saying that the Black Lives Matters movement is a um, racist uh, hate group? Well, yes, he said it's imploding. He's, he's not it's wrong. Just, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. Which is a wonderful segment into the third thing I want to share with you. And let's do this now. Well, wait a minute. Hold what? on. I'm not done talking about the Golden Globes. Go. So they're still happening, right? Yeah, not being televised. They've lost the clout. No one cares. There was even a Jimmy Kimmel joke a few mornings, a few nights ago about the Golden Globes as if that matters anymore. He said that. Yeah, like, who cares? They've lost clout. And yet, 
if I think they should still have them. They should still give them out, and it'd be interesting to see who shows up. Because what you're now doing is you are pitting two things against each other in Hollywood, which is this desire to be woke against the desire to, to feed your ego and be recognized. Yes. And now yes. those two things are in conflict, and for the Hollywood elite, they can't handle that. Who would show up? There would be who people would be at who that would dinner? show up. Who would be at that golden? Not because dinner? they agree, but they would be like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell them off" or something like that. But really, they're there to get their award. And of course, the MC has to be uh, Ricky. Yeah, Ricky Gervais. Gervais. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a crazy time. It's a crazy time. They should just throw every all the money they've got at Ricky Gervais and be like, "Just keep coming back. <laughs> just keep coming back, and just keep do it. Just double down and be like." Just rip into us, keep going, make this as harsh as possible. Even if it's just you in a closet, we're going to pay you to just host this thing, read off these names. You know what? NBC dropped it. They don't want to represent. But if that went to the Fox, yeah. Fox News, and if they televised it, they would get the highest ratings they've ever received for anything ever. I you're, this is not a bad idea. Whoa. This is an aha suggestion. <laughs> this is a, an aha suggestion no fox everyone news. would win not just everyone would win not just fox like the fox station but right. fox news yes yes and then if they got somebody who was just ripping into the hollywood yes elite, that's interesting everyone would win the viewers would have a blast watching it every they'd get revenue fox news that would be televised it would it would it's going it to rate higher the than time. the oscars yes the oscars it would dwindling i mean yeah yeah I like that idea. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. yeah. And this, Robert, all this is a wonderful segue into my third news point. Okay. You're familiar with Lynn Manuel Miranda. I am. We know you know where I'm going. Do you yeah. know about this? No. I couldn't, I, oh. Oh yes. This is I heard this is about delicious. This. What I'm about to bring up to you is delicious. <laughs> now here's what happened. First I want to say that Lynn is responsible because of what he did with Hamilton right. and the play in the Heights. It was a Broadway play, very right. successful. As far as minorities and putting them on stage, black, Latin, and Puerto Rican. As you know, they made the film in the Heights. He, Lynn, who's responsible for the movie. I, I don't know if he ended up directing it. I'm I think not he sure. Did, did he direct it? But he, sir, so. okay. Um, it's his movie. It's his movie, and he was heavily, heavily criticized for putting the darker African Americans, the darker Latinas and Latinos, and the darker Puerto Ricans in the background, where the people in the foreground, the ethnic performers, were of lighter skin. Heavily criticized. Robert, he came out with an apology. He apologized and said, this is so like him to say this, I will learn from this. I need to grow. That's very Lynn Manuel. I will learn from this. I need to grow. And he then, did not direct it, by the way. I looked it up. Oh, he did not direct yeah. it, but he still had his finger in yeah, the Okay, yeah. I think it's his movie in the way that um, Tim Burton didn't direct The Nightmare Before Christmas. He didn't? But it's a Tim Burton movie. He didn't direct he Nightmare Before Christmas. I didn't know that. Yeah. I just assumed he did. Yeah. Two nights ago, Rita Moreno. Do you know about this? Rita Marina? Yeah, you know who she is. She's yeah. about to turn 90, by the way. And she herself is responsible for so much bringing the Latin culture to the forefront in West Side Story and other things. We know all that. She was on Stephen Colbert. 
I was watching it by myself. I think it's Stephen Colbert. Colbert. I, why do I say it with Colbert? Because it's, the, it has the, the T at the end. There, Stephen Colbert. Stephen Colbert. <clears throat> and she, they, he brought up the criticism, the criticism against Lynn Manuel, and she said, "Stop it. That's enough. Enjoy the movie. That's enough, people. I'm tired of all this. See the film." We need to breathe and just stop it. I was home by myself and I started applauding. Mm -hmm. Good for her. You know where this is going, don't you? She apologized. She apologized? Yes! Look at the two twists in what I'm telling you right now. She came out and she got a lot of flack on Twitter because of what she said, that it was, so what? Get over it, people. So what if the lighter-skinned blacks and latins and puerto ricos are in the forefront doing the primary dancing and the other people in the background are darker she said that's enough enjoy the movie stop it she got heavily criticized she came out and apologized everyone's fucking apologizing so she apologized when do we apologize for this episode this <laughs> look at the twist that this has taken you know i'm gonna say all right two things yeah number one all of these people would be way better off if they would just turn their phones off. And just, I, oh, so I'm getting roasted on Twitter? What do I fucking care? Yeah. I fucking, uh, why do you put value and stock into likes and comments on Twitter? And if everybody's roasting you on Twitter, but you're not looking, what does it matter? And if your phone's blowing up and everyone else is freaking out, just go, get a life, man. I said what I said. Period. The end. When you start apologizing, that's the Everything, beginning yes. of the end for yes. you. It's like, yes. all right, well, now neither side is happy yeah. with you. Yeah, yeah. Right? You have people that are applauding in their homes by themselves, naked with a heart on. <laughs> are we talking about anyone in particular? No, oh, just okay. generally yeah, speaking. Okay. Yeah. Um, they're they're <laughs> clapping with, with their hands and their dick against their belly. But they're, uh, you know, they're applauding you, and then you apologize, and now they lose respect Yes, for you. yes, yes. So what are you doing? Look at this double whammy. There are two twists in this story. It's incredible. Everyone's apologizing to everyone. And, and I so admired Rita when she said that two nights ago on Stephen Colbert. Mm -hmm. Colbert. There's no T. We don't, we don't there is a T. Well, we don't pronounce the T. Oh. We don't pronounce. And she, when she just said, people, that's enough. Stop it. Go enjoy the... And she defended Lynn and said, look what he's done putting the Latino culture on stage, the African-American culture on stage, but the it's Puerto not Rican enough, culture Ira. on stage. It's not enough. But the enough. people in the background we were darker. dark skin. I know. I know. If you look... It's out of, it's, I, think, I think I told you this before. A few months... A few weeks ago, maybe a month or two ago, I saw a commercial on television that had it was i think about a laundry detergent or something and it it showed multiple families and all of them were white and i went oh <gasps> startling that's startling i haven't seen yeah, this yeah. since 1996 I know, I know like what the fuck is that yeah i know i know that means that somebody at the, at the casting department of for this commercial said these are the families that we want and they should all be white. Yeah. It's crazy. When when you watch television, when you watch movies, if you were to just watch the 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 entertainment output, you would think that black people make 30 to 40% of the population of it's 12 of the US. and it's 12%. Right. I know. It's I know. overrepresentation. I know. And it, that in and of itself it's it's racist, right? Absolutely, it's, absolutely. It's let me do something more for you because of this color That's of your right. skin. That's right. That's right. 
That's right. And there's something you said a couple months ago. Will there ever be a major feature film where a white family is being terrorized by an evil black killer? I don't I, think, I don't think so. that's not going to happen. Not, not for lifetime. another not 20 lifetime. years or so. Not in our lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's out of control. So I couldn't wait to share that to you about Lynn manuel and, and with Rita Moreno, she did a 180 and she apologized for her, for her comments. Everyone's apologizing to everyone. It's fucked up. Yeah. Um, hold on. Yeah. I was saying this to my wife the other day. Yeah. I think we're going to start to I'm calling it now. Uh, uh, let me back up. My daughter did an audition for a commercial. Really? Yeah. Now, I don't know if she's going to get it. And, and I, I, we just submitted a video of her. Well, she's white, so she probably won't get it. Well, that was the conversation. And I said to her, I kind of doubt she's going to get it because she's white. She's got blonde hair and blue eyes. And my wife said, so, well, maybe she'll be in the background. You know, we've got a bunch of kids that are all kind of playing, and she'll be in the background. And I said, Lynn oh, can put her in the background. I said, she'll be the token white girl? <laughs> because that's where we're at Yes, now. yes. We're at, like, token white people in the background. And it's like, what the, what the yeah. fuck is happening? Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Happy Juneteenth. <laughs> move forward. Let's move on. Okay. Got it. Yeah. And we want to say that uh, some are old, some are new. We now present our week in review. But before we do that, Robert, someone we're sponsoring this segment. AVGearGuy.com. Do tell. AVGearGuy.com has over 30 years in the business of experience. Of experience? Of transferring all of your non-digital media into digital media. This is all of your home movies, your old slides, your old negatives, any of those old, old family photos. Take all those. Give them to AVGearGuy.com. He'll turn them over into new digital photos and digital media so that you can share it on Facebook and send it in an email to whomever you'd like. Including grandma. Including grandma. State-of-the-art equipment he has. Great guy to work with. Extremely reasonably prices. Uh, less expensive than Costco. We're both clients of his. If you mention Antiwave, you even get a significant discount from the uh, the numbers that are on his website. avgearguy.com. I'm going to go first. Whoa. Okay. I have a lot of movies to discuss with you. You do? How yeah. come when I have a lot, you come down on me? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just going to zip through these. Watch. Uh, this is how it's done. Oh, this right? is how it's done. I'm, I'm going to... Oh, oh, teach me a wise one. Okay. First of all, I... Uh, because, you know, I've been busy for the past few weeks, and I needed some decompression time. I needed some time away from... Away uh, from me? No, 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 no. Oh. No, I just needed to, some time away from work, mm. and I needed to just veg out on the couch. So I got caught up with a few things. Uh, I watched Wormwood again. I'd seen it before, but I, I wanted to watch it again. Did you ever see Wormwood? No, no. You know about what this is? This is the Errol Morris documentary. It's actually kind of a series, like a six-part series about the CIA um, experiments, the uh, MK Ultra experiments where they were giving LSD to people to try to use it as like a, a truth serum. And then this guy jumps out of a window in, in New York City and... I know about this. Did you talk about it before? I might have. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great documentary. It's good. It's Wormwood. Wormwood, yeah. Errol Morris is, I mean, he's a a living legend. Why is it called Wormwood? You have to watch the movie. I'll have to watch the movie to find out. The Old Guard, new Charlize Theron movie. Don't watch it. It's not that good. No, but I like her. It's like all these, the the one good thing I will give it is that um, it's about all these 
people who are invincible basically if you shoot them or kill them they regenerate and they come back to life and they're this like s- secret society of soldiers and they made it so that for whatever reason and they don't know why some of them are starting to actually die when they get killed and they're not regenerating and so now you have an invincible person and there's actually stakes at play here where you're like okay they could actually be dying now which thank you right there's only so many times like you no longer care about the incredible hulk if you know the incredible hulk can't die you're right you're right so there was that there was croupier have you ever seen croupier no croupier is a great movie with um uh, uh not jude law but what's his name uh clive owen and uh he plays a a guy who's addicted to being a croupier like a at a casino and what is a croupier? The casino? A croupier what does that is the, do? the dealer. Uh, really, the croupier is the guy who's in charge of the roulette wheel. Uh, but he usually does dealings with you know cards and things like that. Yeah, yeah. He works for the casino, and his relationships are all kind of falling apart because he's addicted not to gambling but to being a croupier. And then it turns out that there's some people that are trying to hold up the casino, and. He doesn't know who it is, but they've kind of sent word to him that they're going to do this. And they want him to have a fight with somebody who's cheating. And they're like, basically, all you have to do is do your job. We just want to create a distraction. We want to make sure that you are going to notice that he's cheating and you start a fight with him as a distraction. And he's now caught up in like, do I want to do this? And they're like, you, you won't get caught because you're just doing your job. That's what you're supposed to do. And so you just call this guy out for cheating. He'll he'll hit you, and you fight back. That's it. And he knows that this thing is coming, and it, it's a really interesting movie. It's really good. Robert, what's the name of the guy in a Vegas casino who's there to to break good luck? You, the you, cooler. Yes. Yeah. Yes, the cooler. That yeah. was also a film. Anyway, I just flashed on that. Yeah. That there actually is a person to do that mm-hmm. if you're on a winning streak. Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead. I watched uh, Don't Crack Under Pressure, Don't Crack Under Pressure 2, and Don't Crack Under Pressure 3. <laughs> well, I never heard of any of them. <laughs> these, are, uh, these are a series of documentaries that follow uh, extreme sports people who do like, you know, skiing down like insane mountains or like wingsuit flying and things like that. That's- you know, those videos on YouTube where they're on a mountain bike? Yeah. On the, those peaks, they're on like, they're not, What it's so uneven the the terrain and going and from like pe- on the edge of the world y- y- yeah. yes yeah. i mean what's up with that well to be fair some of that stuff is does the fisheye lens make it look even yes. more daring than it actually is yes but i'm not taking anything away i you and i would be falling off that cliff. oh i could do that i i did it last night no country for old men <laughs> how was that producer joey hadn't seen it before yeah. i love how that did that movie. hold up mm-hmm. it's great yeah. yeah it's fantastic um right. stand by me you saw that again. Mm-hmm. Been a little while, and that I, last scene—it's that's a great movie. We we talked about it. Recently, really that is ending. a nice movie. And then uh, watched ending. it with Madeline. Madeline loved it, so you know, she's two she's, and a half, and she was watching it. She was she's totally watching digging. it. Yeah. She was intrigued. Really dig it. She was tracking the story. Yep. I always ask you that. Yeah. You know? Yep. And then let me tell you the last movie that I want to mention: The Impossible. Now, I, I was to there. I, that was I, I was there when it happened. I wanted to bring it up with you. And with my tsunami buddies, <laughs> we went to see the movie in the theater. But go oh, ahead. You, you, you go. Yeah. Okay. So the impossible centers on the tsunami from uh, the the Philippines in, or it's like all of Southeast yes, Asia. Yes. Yes. In um, was it 2004? I think so. I think so. On Christmas. And this is a Ewan McGregor movie with um, Naomi Watts. Mm-hmm. 
and it was a good movie. I, I enjoyed it. I mean, it went by really fast. It, it's a two-hour movie, but man, it felt like 45 minutes. It was just, just done real quick. Again, a simple movie, easy premise to understand. Um, that I had a few problems with the movie, but I knew that you were there. Yeah. And I, I, I thought, for being a guy who was in the Philippines when the tsunami goes off, you never talk about it. I don't talk about it. And I wonder why. Did, I, seriously, did you lose a friend I, or something I, in the... In um, the no, first of all, it wasn't the Philippines. I was in the Padia, and um, what, actually, what was, what was her name? Actually, in yeah, there's Padia, Phuket, and Bangkok. And when it happened that morning, we were in um, we were in Phuket, and we were right there on the ocean, in the hotel room. And I remember vividly. I remember the dinner we had the night before with the guys with my buddies. And then somebody was frantically knocking on my door early in the morning and I was in bed asleep and I chose not to answer it. And now that I'm thinking back, I think it was someone who's just trying to save my life and let me know something was happening. And we, we gathered to go down and have breakfast. And that's when we saw the, the water, the ocean water shoots out, but then it's sucked in again. Mm-hmm. And it's sucked in, you see things that you normally don't see, like fish flapping around on the ocean floor. And you know people were running because they knew it was going to spring out again, that the water was going to come with even more force. And we ran. Everyone ran. And it was the weirdest sensation, Robert. We're going down to meet my buddies for breakfast, and we're all running. And I was confused about why are we running. But what do you do? You join in and run with them. So wait a minute. I, I want to know more about this. You wake up. What do you know around what time this is? Oh, uh, the knock on my door was probably around six in the morning, and I didn't know who that was, and I just wanted to get a couple more hours of sleep. Okay, so when do you actually get out of bed? Probably like maybe forty-five minutes later, because there was an earthquake in the Sumatra Islands, mm-hmm. and that's what triggered all this. And right. they knew that there was a tsunami that was gonna that was gonna occur, and I met my buddies. And we're all going down in the hotel. And but, okay, get, so you wake up thinking everything's fine. Yes, right? yes. So you're waking up early morning, yeah. and you're you're like, okay, let's get the day going. And you meet up with your buddies, and you go, all right, let's go get some breakfast. You're walking downstairs, and people panicked. Yes, people are running, and it was like, the when when uh, walk me through that okay. though. Like you open your your the door to your hotel room, mm-hmm. and people are already running. Yes, because the hotel room was the hotel was like on stilts right on the sand and I went down the stairs the wooden stairs to meet up with my buddies and I I remember I had my breakfast voucher in hand and that's when people were screaming because the water was starting to shoot forward again it was being it was it was in and then it was going back out and and people were running and I didn't know why people were running because I didn't even know the word tsunami at that point mm. and and we ran with them, and my thoughts were really bizarre about why are all these people running that I thought maybe there's a shark, which was silly, because we were on land. It made no sense. It could no have been sense. a land shark. A land shark. Land shark. Yeah, great SNL. Um, or it could have been a terrorist activity, you know? And as running, I didn't know why we were running. And then the water shot forward. And But wait, you're jumping to the – I want to know – I want to walk through this a little more yeah, carefully. yeah. The, your, did your friends say anything to you? Everyone was running. So you just walk down the stairs and your friends are running past you? Yeah, or they go, they're running. Do run, they grab you? Run, and- run, run. Everyone was yelling, just run. 
and I ran. Okay, so you run from the beach to high level, higher level. And that's when all of a sudden water started going up my ankles, up my calves, my knees, up to my waist, that it was being shot out. But we reached land that was high enough where we weren't going to drown and we were able to see what was happening. And with that, that second push of water, I saw cars and boats flying about and wedged into the hotel walls. When you were there, when you got to the high yes. point, were you standing at that point? Uh, there was a truck, and everyone was helping each other, and like a pickup truck. And he was driving around telling people to get on the truck. So with my buddies, we jumped on the tr truck, and it took us higher and higher and higher because the word was out that it could easily happen again. It so, was well, what the first time it came through, it missed your hotel room. Yes. It probably was underneath your hotel room. Right. And, the, I, and you I just experienced, slept through that. I did. And then I experienced the second hit, mm. the second wave. And the fear was that there was going to be a third one. So we stayed at higher ground. We were all confused. We didn't know what was. And what was so interesting, too, was that there was no electricity and there was no TV. So we didn't realize the enormity of this. Mm. I just thought, wow, that was quite a tidal wave. That's. And I didn't know that it was devastating a major chunk of Southeast Asia. I didn't know that at that time. And after that, we waited for like a couple of hours in higher ground. And then people said it was safe to go back down. But because this was an island and the airport was closed, shut down because of all the water damage. So we had to stay in that hotel for two more nights without electricity. And, and I remember my room was on ground level so i stayed with my buddy stan because his room was higher up and i just felt safer on a higher ground hotel did it fuck up your hotel room uh, yes and very foolishly now looking back i went back by myself because i wanted to get my camera and this is really before cell phones were so prominent mm. and i i remember going through the mud going through the mud and wedging my hotel door open and i I walked in and I went into my safe deposit box, got my camera and a few other things, uh, and it was my fine. passport, and it was fine, and then went back out and, and joined my friends. I so, wait, okay, I want to I want to replay it one more yeah. time. So, you, you run out of your hotel room, your buddies are there on the beach going run, right? And you start running as well. Yeah. And you find a guy in a pickup truck who says, get on the pickup truck. And he took us up to higher ground. All right. He takes you up to higher ground. Now, are you standing on the pickup truck when you say, like, the water's getting up to your feet and your ankles? Or you, you no, get off the, the feet and ankles is when I went back to the hotel room. That was still ground. In the truck, we were all seated. I it see. was like a huge flatbed. And it had, he had, like, 10 people on the truck. And he just went out of his way to help us. And, and so then you get up ground. to, like, the top of a mountain or something. Yes. And we just sat there. And are, can you see the water coming in? From we your... saw, we, I don't think we saw the water coming in. No, because we were quite high and it was blocking a view. Mm. So a bunch of us were just sitting there in the hot sun outside. And I remember the heat and being very thirsty. And we just waited for a couple of hours before we went back down to the hotel rooms. And then when you get back down to the hotel room, your whole... It's obvious. Like, well, we saw the city, and that's when I went around taking pictures. Mm. And well, wait, I, you hadn't gotten your 
I did get my camera. At that point? No, earlier, before oh, the before truck. You, before, before the, the truck. truck, I went back to my room, which is foolish, because uh. it could have happened again. But I wanted to get my camera to document this. But you said that your hotel room was already fucked up. Not enough where I was able to get back to the hotel room in mud and get back into my safe deposit box. Oh, wait, I'm confused Okay, now. okay, okay. You, before you got on the truck... When everybody's saying, run, 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 you ran back to your hotel room to get your camera? Yes, and then the truck. But had it already hit your your hotel room? Yes. I guess I'm confused. But there was mud all over the place, and things, it seemed quiet So was it like when when you woke up in the morning, there was mud all over the place at that point? When I woke up in the morning, I don't remember. It was after the first hit, so I guess there was mud in some location, but I just remember wanting to get breakfast and the running. What's not making sense? That because I guess I, I imagine you waking up out of bed and, and a hotel room is fine. And then you hear all these people screaming and you're yeah. going, what the fuck's going on? And you're like, I'm going to go to breakfast with my buddies. And then you get out of the hotel room, you see everybody running. And then now you run back into your room to get your camera and there's mud everywhere. Yes. Okay. So between the time that you saw your buddies and going back to get your camera, there was all this mud that kind yes. of... Yes. Yes. fascinating. I, I saw a lot of horrific things, and I do think I did some blocking of that. Did and you see death? Uh, did I see... De- I saw... We saw... I didn't see dead bodies. Um, there was glass, a lot of glass mm. that all over, the broken shrouds of, of glass. And the next day... They even had newspapers of all the people who died, pictures mm. of them, uh, posted on walls in the city. And we st- had to stay there for two more nights. And we just walked around the next day in disbelief with what had happened. And the interesting thing, too, is that when they finally opened up the airport and we could fly back to Bangkok and we were greeted by the Red Cross. And what they were doing for people was giving out emergency passports mm. so you can get home, get back to your family. I didn't know that they do that, but they um, they make the process a lot easier. Mm. Fill out this form. Good. Go on the plane. Go back home where you want to be with your family. But um, that's when people were, we were greeted by the Red Cross. They asked us if we were okay. And that's when I turned to my buddies and said, this was bigger than we thought it was. And then we were in Bangkok. We saw the news about what happened. So... How did you feel at the time? Did you feel like, well, that was something? Yeah. Like you felt like you had a good story to tell people when you came back? Do you remember how you felt? I remember calling my brother. I didn't, uh, somebody had a cell phone and I called my brother and he was, it was in the middle of the night in Los Angeles. And, um, and I woke him up. He was not happy. And I said, you need to know that I'm okay. Go back to sleep. When you wake up, watch the news. But you need to know that I'm alive and I'm going to be all right. So he thanked me for that. Not at that moment. Yeah. But it was like a week later, he thanked me so much for that call. Um, and I was interviewed by the LA Times and, um, and, of course, the college newspaper where, you know, where we taught at Glendale College on the front page. They did all that with me. Um, there's a piece of uh, irony to all this that the fact that I was going to Bangkok and the reputation of that area and my division chair said you really don't need to you work with young people here ira you don't need to tell people that you're going to bangkok it won't behoove you especially when you're tenure track and then when you know that a week and a half later 
on the front page of the school paper, the headline was speech professor survives. Fuck, fuck somebody in a, a Bangkok <laughs> speech professor survives tsunami. So much for keeping my vacation. Hush, hush. That's funny. Well, so we saw the impossible with my, that was my next buddies. question. Is yes. What did you think about the movie? We, we thought it was good. We had long talk. We all went out for dinner afterwards and talked about, was it accurate? Was it accurate? And I think it was pretty much accurate. Um, we still reminisce about it. We still reminisce is the wrong. We still talk about what happened. And um, I, uh, I escaped death. I mean, we, we bonded with this, these two people from, from uh, New Zealand in our hotel, and he lost his buddy. His best friend died. So he had dinner with us that following night. His friend is dead. Did you buy his dinner? Or did you make him pay? Like and the Jew. Oh, okay, so yeah, I said, that's yeah. just gonna say. So, like, well, since you have such a great loss, why don't you buy dinner for all of us? Yeah, <laughs> I think it was something like two hundred thirty thousand people died. I think that I looked something up like that. It was one of the worst natural yeah. disasters yeah. in human history. Yeah. And it's funny, like, I remember it being on the on the news, but it really wasn't even that big of a story. I mean, it wasn't. It was, wasn't. It was. It but, was a, a big story. But you thought it would get even more publicity than it got. Yeah. It, who remembers that? Yeah. It wasn't like September 11th. There were, there. I mean that that is still talked about heavily, right. discussed, and analyzed. Whereas, because well, that was domestic. That happened in our own country, right? Now, but that's, that's kind of what difference. I mean. Is like, man, that that thing this over is there, on the other side of the planet, yeah, crazy. I mean, I, I wonder if something like that, if a tsunami were to happen near the United States, I don't. The death toll wouldn't be as large. I think partially because of the structures and the way that they're built in the United States has better building codes and things like that that would prevent a lot of that from happening you know and and i think there's also just i mean you go out to to santa monica and you look at like the the houses that are right there on the beach but then right after there's a, like a sheer cliff right, that goes right, up right i don't know how a tsunami gets up that right, high i mean right. i guess it would and could but then it just seems like the death toll is going to be really limited if it was something in los angeles don't you think I think you're right. I agree. Yeah, yeah. You know, my buddy, my buddy was um, had a reservation to stay in the first hotel he had locked in, but they explained that they were doing construction, so he just he canceled that reservation, and that hotel was decimated. That hotel, mm. which was right on the beach, also on stilts, was gone, just gone. So if he had been in that hotel, he would have died. So he changed his reservations prior to the trip because of the construction work that they were doing. I don't know if, I mean, you're looking at me and I'm not sure if I got, if I really have, I think I have done some blocking of this and I don't talk about it. You don't. I, you notice that. I, I mean, don't. I've talked to you yeah. about everything. I know. I know. I've known you for so long and I've never really, we've never really talked about this. I remember seeing footage of it months later. There was helicopter footage, I think in Japan or mm -hmm. something that 
they, they just followed the front of this thing and it just went on and yes. on yes. and on yeah. and on. Helicopter shots looking down and at the just coastline. Eating, the coastline. I, mean, I know. I mean, you'd see these cars that are like slamming on their brakes and trying to turn around right. and they get caught up in right. the front of this. This It's just like eating farmland and little towns and it was just like wow that's it's crazy. the most powerful moment was the next day the the following morning where we went for a walk to look at the devastation and we were no one spoke we just walked did you take pictures we, i did i did i have pictures of of again the cars and boats slammed into the walls like toys like toys Good times, though, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, um, The Impossible. Did you yeah. like The Impossible? <laughs> I liked, we liked the movie. I think we just, the novelty of it, that we had experienced it. And so, we got, there was like five of us. Robert, we even had t-shirts made. I still have mine that said, I survived the tsunami. And we all... When you watched this, the movie in the theater, did you yell, Fake! Fake! <laughs> That's not how it happened. Let me tell you. <laughs> That's crazy. It is crazy. I mean, I, I, the the scene in the movie is the the water just came blasting right, through right. the um to the hotel. Yeah, I'm assuming it wasn't quite like that. Not quite like that. We think it was more cinematic with what you saw in the film. Okay. I remember in the movie, didn't they show even like the windows vibrating a little bit? Yeah. Before? Yeah, I remember seeing those beats in the film. Um, watching them, it recede, knowing it's going to spring forward again. That was really ominous. And And seeing seashells and stuff that you normally aren't supposed to see and fish flapping about knowing that the water is going to spring forward again. Do you think if you had never left your hotel room, that's would a great you have died? died? Well, my hotel room was not flattened. Hmm. It was not flattened. So I think if I stayed in my hotel room, I would have survived. Hmm. But there was... Water damage that came in and water, mud and water like and mud all over, all over. Hmm. But not your buddy's room, right? No, they're fine. They're fine. Yeah, because they were up yeah. higher. They were up higher. Yeah, yeah. So their rooms were still okay, but it was just odd be, having to stay in that hotel for three more days without electricity. And, and and food was difficult too, because you know the kitchen now, couldn't. Now, did you food. have to pay for those so, days? You know, checking out. I, I, well, I said um, I said to the guy that um, I said I I actually did the IRA and said I want to fully pay because of what you people went through. I don't want you to be at a, a loss. But they said no 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 we'll work out a deal just pay half of what it would have been or something like that. Did did you critique the maid? service be like they didn't really clean all the mud up i just want you to know like they could have done a better job are you kidding i had sex with the man <laughs> what was his name <laughs> all right wow so sorry to go on that yeah. detour but yeah. you know sometimes sometimes the show's got to stop and we got to just kind of 
drill down. That was fascinating. You feel I'm not in touch emotionally with what I experienced. That's not you it. Feel, don't you no, feel like I, I have a little bit of a wall up? I'm feeling that. I want to. I want to. I want to see what you went through. Yeah. Like I want to know the the movie in your mind. And for me, there were parts that were missing. I, I suspect the problem that you're having with this, with explaining it, is because you haven't told this story many times. Mm-hmm. Right? These are all just memories, and you, I think you probably are trying to block out certain things. Maybe it's just, I, I, I know you so well. I know what stories you tell and which ones you don't. Right. I've never heard you tell yeah, the story. Yeah. I've only heard you say, you know, I was there. Right. And that was it. That's all yeah. that's ever come yeah. out. And I don't think I've ever really... Uh, well, I know I haven't. I've never drilled down with you on the whole thing to discuss it. And so for me, I want to I be there. Like, okay, let's do a little <laughs> Ira action movie <laughs> in my mind. And the problem is when you're saying, like, so I got my camera, I'm going, well, wait a minute. Yeah. I don't understand the process, the order of events. And, you know, you're right. When you tell the story, that helps it make the memories... Solidify. Solidify. Yeah. Solidifies your memories by talking about it. And I think I'm making a concerted effort to not talk much about it. Do you find that it's disrespectful to the people that were hmm. there? or It was just horrific. I saw a lot of hor- horrific things, and I may have uh, blocked it. So you're saying you're fucked up? I need therapy. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Want to go to Thailand? <laughs> Not with you. You're a bad luck charm. <laughs> All right. So anyway, those are the movies okay. that I saw. Woo. All right. Woo. What oh. Yeah. What I have, a few movies I want to mention. Crime of Passion. Now, let's talk about this. There's like five movies, Robert, with that title, mm-hmm. Crime of Passion. And Barbara Stanwyck was in an early one. I didn't know that. But this is 2005, all about a, a sexy lady claiming sexual harassment. And then the whole thing was a setup just to get money from the boss. And there were three twists, too many twists. It got kind of silly. But it did what it was supposed to do. Let's move on to Deep Impact. I know you're not a fan of that movie. Mm-hmm. And I had it on while I was doing other things. And you know what? It was melodramatic. Oh, really? Yes, I know, I know. I, I remember seeing it in the theater when it came out, and I liked it a lot. Robert Duvall, of course, Morgan Freeman is the president of the United States, and um, it was a tad melodramatic. But what I want to talk about, TCM does themes, where they clump movies together with similar mm-hmm. themes. And it's a movie I mentioned before, and you, you didn't see it, about time travel. This one's called Time After Time. Can I just say, this is the best we can review you've ever done. You just zip through these movies. You're like, okay, here's a quick little blurb. And yeah. then you, go, you didn't go on to 15 I think, Robert, I've always one. done that, but you weren't aware of it. <laughs> right. Let's go back to TCM. <sighs> time After Time, coupled with The Time Machine. Oh. Now, this was a fun afternoon for no, me. No, Time After Time, I haven't seen. I know that. Okay. I know that. And so that was um, uh, Malcolm McDowell. The, the premise is ludicrous, but man, it was fun. I remember seeing it in the theater in 1979 when it first came out. Hadn't seen it since. And again, the premise was that... Um, H.G. Wells, taking place in Victoria, is on is is tracking down Jack the Ripper, and they go into H.G. Wells' time machine and go to. It's always San Francisco, isn't it? It's always San Francisco. They do that a lot with Star Trek. They did San Francisco. Oh, they see. have fun with that. San, yeah, Just even invasion they, of body the, snatchers right. from San Francisco. So they, they can show San, the Golden Gate Bridge. The, that's it. You know what? There's truth to that. Just to show the skyline and so on. So it was a ludicrous premise, but it was a lot of fun. And Malcolm McDowell. Uh, was was H.G. Wells and uh, David Warner. He makes a bad, bad, a good bad guy, and he was um, a Jack the Ripper. And you know who else was in it? Was uh, Miss uh, uh, Madeline 
Mary Steenburgen. Oh, yeah. Mary Steenburgen? Yes, and yeah. I read up on this last night. I'm sorry, night. what was her name? Yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, she's... Why do I help you out in these know. moments? Well, yeah. Um, she was in... Was it the third installment of Back to the Future? Yeah. Was it the third one? They actually went another way to pay homage to Time After Time by giving her very similar dialogue. Isn't oh. that interesting? Because she was in the same predicament in both movies, so they they mirrored it and had fun with that with a wink. In in Back to the Future Three, they did. Yes. What? Yeah. What was her role? Did she fall in love with with the the uh, professor, Doc Brown? Yeah. Doctor Brown. Yeah. So they had her not exactly verbatim the same dialogue, but there was a similar beats that were reminiscent of time, and they went out of their way to do that when they had her committed for I... the movies. Time after time, it was a, a ludicrous premise, but it was still a lot of fun and. I don't think it held up quite the same as when I saw it in the theater in 1979, mm. but I still found myself enjoying it. And that was coupled, of course, with The Time Machine with Rod Taylor. That movie, as you know, I've always had a visceral reaction to it. And I may have shared this before, but I remember so vividly when I was in middle school, what we used to call junior high, you know about this, during lunch hour. And they would have the movie and they'd show it in 15-minute segments. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And I hated school. I hated school, but I loved going to school that week because I knew there'd be the next installment of the time machine at lunch. They'd get everybody in there and show 15 or 18 minutes of the movie. And I just loved doing that. That movie with Rod Taylor, it just affected me so much. And I, I love the time machine. That's Have you what seen I it since? Um, I, I found myself watching it. For, oh, I watched the first 10 minutes. Well, after about an hour and a half, I figured I should turn it off now and go to sleep. But it, it, it does hold up. It huh. does hold up, especially, I know we've talked about this, but there were the, in the first third of the movie where he, Rod Taylor, is in the time machine, the beautiful vehicle. Yeah. There's just something about it that I would, I would think about it all night long. I just couldn't, I was, I was so connected with this movie. And again, where he could see in his laboratory across the street was a woman's dress shop. And as he'd go a few years in the future, he'd see the, uh, the mannequin in the store window with the dresses changing, mm. the length of the skirts, the hats. And what a clever way to show passage of time. It was, it was a smart movie. It was very well done. Anyway, that's what I saw this week. Woo! Right. You want to talk about the woman in the window? And Robert, talk us through it. All right. Okay. <sighs> Here's your one sheet, by the way, if you want. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you need it or not. Woman in the Window centers around a, uh, a woman named Dr. Anna Fox, played by Amy Adams, who is uh, agoraphobic, lives in her house all the time and never leaves. And wouldn't you know it, she witnesses a murder right across the street. This is reminiscent of Rear Window. There's obviously a lot of Hitchcockian references here. I wonder if people who are watching this movie think that that the movie doesn't know that Rear Window exists right. or something. I wonder that too. Because I think there was definitely some, there were some references There's to- There's a vertigo moment. Yeah. The staircase right. was right out. Of- right. And I think, I mean, there, I think what's happening is the filmmakers are paying homage to Hitchcock, but people who aren't really catching it are going, you're just ripping off these other movies. And it's like, no, 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 no. no. There's a fine line between the two. Anyway, um, so she witnesses a murder and it's kind of a whodunit. And, or so she thinks. And that, that's not what sure. I was going to say. Yeah, okay. is, I think it's all coupled with also she's losing her mind. And she's uh, we find out that she's got her own demons and medication she's been taking and things like that. 
Okay. Yeah. You can probably hear by our tone. Uh, I suspect that we did not enjoy this movie. I don't know <laughs> if you did or not, but I, you've made a few. I, I gave comments. you some. Yeah, I did, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Uh, remember, was it on our last podcast when we did um, that science fiction movie uh, with Anna Kendrick? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Stowaway. Stowaway. And I said, A, I love Anna Kendrick, mm-hmm. and B, I love sci-fi movies. Mm-hmm. What a piece of shit this was. Well, here, this entire cast, these people are brilliant. These people have done such great, great work. And I'm open to thrillers. What a piece of shit this movie was. Yeah, this is not Robert, a good movie. Robert was horrible, wasn't it? Wasn't it? I think you hated it more. I'm more than I did. see because you. I knew that was going to happen. But I you'll did dislike not like it. This movie. But I disliked it even more than you. There's a reason why on Rotten Tomatoes the critics gave it 25 percent, audience gave it 35 percent. Oh, yeah. Oh. oh, but there's a reason for those horrible numbers. I think the problem was, with this is like it's it was very predictable. Um, I, it is a whodunit in the sense that you know it's going to be one of these characters that killed this person. Right, you're introduced to only a handful of characters, and you know one of them has to be the murderer. And so I wasn't quite sure who the murderer was going to be. But I knew, by the way, I, 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 this is how predictable it is. Halfway through the movie, she has a handyman who like lives downstairs as a tenant in her house. And he's helping her repair some things. And he says, oh, you know, you got mold in the ceiling. He's, she's got this big skylight. And he goes upstairs and checks on it and says, well... It needs to be fixed a little bit. Uh, I can't do it. You really need to bring out somebody proper to, to do that because it could just crash at any moment. It's it's not strong. The skylight. And got. you know, you and know, said, you know. All right, somebody's gonna fall through the skylight. That's gonna be the big ending. Set was, we saw a movie a few weeks ago that did the same thing where it set it up. I forgot what it was, and of course we knew it was gonna pay off near the end. Oh my, why remember, you? you know, it was so, it was so obvious. obvious. If it's done in a subtle way, it can be more clever. No, it was really obvious. Why even? Yeah. Why even make reference to that? Like, do, all you have to do is show it in a shot. You know, show it in a shot or two, and now we know th- of its existence. What do you think? I, I don't know where to go with this. All I can tell you is that Amy, let's talk about Amy Adams is wonderful. I, I like her a lot. Ever uh-huh. since we, on our earliest podcast, when we did uh, what we call a nocturnal mm-hmm. animals. And, um, I, I liked her a lot. She's been nominated for multiple Oscars. I don't think she ever won. And she's just terrific. And if there's a saving grace in this film, she's it. I've always enjoyed Julianne Moore a lot. You've heard me say she's not just a celebrity. She's not just a star. She's an actor. Hmm. She's an actress. But she's only in the movie for like 11 minutes. You yeah. know, she's only in the first third. And the Gary Oldman, we spoke about these people and how true. He was... It was almost like a cartoon. He was. It was a little over the top. Gary Oldman's performance. No. It was an odd. All these I believed him. He just didn't belong of, in this movie. He didn't belong in this movie. No one. No one belonged in this movie. Watching Amy Adams, I think, was the film's only saving grace. I do. I think she was fine, but it was. An, uh, here it comes. What a meandering mess. It was muddled. It was a muddled, meandering mess. Misguided. Oh, there's. A, I like alliteration. There's our fourth M. I I don't know where to go with this. 
You know, I do want to say something to you. Are you? I, I did some research. You're going to enjoy this. The guy who wrote the novel, not the screenplay, but the novel, evidently was quite a character. They're and doing... he said this was a misguided message. <laughs> no, but they are doing a, a film about him. Hmm. And uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is, is slated to star in that part because this guy, uh, Mallory, Mallory or something, was bipolar. He wrote lots of weird emails as if it was coming from his brother. He was very deceitful, not a good guy. And people have said, well, that's your story. That'll be a more interesting story than the woman in the window. At any rate, this just had no saving grace. I couldn't wait for it to end. And, and I, I was wrong. I thought Amy did the murder. Hmm? That right. didn't cross your mind? No, it crossed my mind. I thought Amy, was she was losing it. She was all fucked up with her meds, alcoholic. She's like schizo. She was crazy lady in her robe with a cat. I thought she was the murderer. I, I don't think there was a huge, there was a, there, even that I couldn't wait for it to end. I did not care about any of these That's characters. That's it. That's it. That's it. And I, I was That's trying to I really put my Sterling. finger on it. I couldn't even figure out why I didn't care. I guess I didn't care to, to figure out why I didn't care. Um, <laughs> it was. That's what I told you about Stowaway. I didn't care about any of the characters. Remember? No. I said that same thing. Yeah, I didn't care about anyone. I just didn't. Yeah. What is it that they're no. doing? I don't know when. Why are they doing this? At the end, the lieutenant coming into the hospital. Sorry, we should have trusted you all. What, what is it that there's there's an emotional separation between some of these characters versus other movies that I mean, with the same actors, where we do care about the characters. We're going. Oh, I'm interested. That's in interesting. This. That's an interesting question. I'm, I didn't even care about Amy's. You know, I yeah, didn't. I didn't, I didn't emotionally connect with anyone. No. What is that? Why does that happen? I, I, in this movie, the well, the woman in the window, from the very beginning, I was going, this is nothing new. I've seen this movie before. Um, you know, it's I've seen it many times. This feels very 1990s. Yes. It just feels like this this movie, I, there, there better be a new angle here because it's not anything that I haven't seen. I, I, this... You know, I have my infamous list of the worst movies we've seen in the last five yeah. years. This is going on it. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Mm. This is going to go right there with the Pope movie and, and Connections. And, of course, the one that was too precious about the animated dogs. Isle What's of that Dogs. Called? Isle of Dogs. I'm putting it there. And, is and this the good worse liar, than And the Good Liar. I think Stowaway was a better movie. Mm. Don't you? I think Stowaway was a better they're even to me. Yeah. They're both like, yeah. ugh, I'll never watch these movies again. Okay, wait a minute. Uh, okay, Isle of Dogs was, that's to the me, that's one. the bottom. Of all the movies we've critiqued, that's the worst. Well, that's the one that I think we can both agree on that we didn't like. I mean, some have been polarizing, like, mother, like, I liked, you didn't, right. whatever. But I think we could both agree that we did not like Isle of Dogs. This is definitely at the bottom of the list, uh, toward the bottom the Good Liar, I, I, I didn't think it was a bad movie. It was just, just unmemorable. We just can't remember it. That's yeah, all. it's kind of like what? I mean, it was just kind of I don't know there. But what about what was the movie that we saw? Oh, Greta. Thank you. I knew you were going to bring Greta up. Thank you. I just like Greta was more of a disappointment for me because of who directed it and yeah. also who starred in it. I thought this was going to be a nifty thriller, but you thought it was mm, oh, so-so. It was okay. Greta, yeah. yeah. 
But for some reason, I was flashing on Greta as I was watching this um, woman in peril. It feels thing. similar. Yeah, no. it does. It does. A bad movie, but some characters that you really should be caring about more. I just than just don't. It just feels clinical. It doesn't didn't feel connected. It's a very brown movie. This movie? Yeah, it was a browns. A lot of darks and browns and moody. This yeah. movie also, stylistically, reminded me a lot of um, Requiem for a Dream. And I have you seen Requiem? I, I don't think you it. have, no, right? No. There are there's a lot of fast cutting in certain things. Like you'll have a, a, a dialogue scene and then people will start taking um, a bunch of drugs. It's a movie about drugs and how it impacts their life. And it will have a lot of these rapid fire cuts with sound effects. And this movie was doing a lot of that same thing with these like rapid cuts that extreme close ups and like boom. And it had these kind of weird sound effects. And that because of that, there's a disconnect. Maybe a but disconnect it, to the characters. Well, I didn't feel like that in Requiem for a Dream, mm-hmm. but I felt like here it was trying to pull from all of these yes. other sources yes. and didn't have a voice of its yes. own. Yes, yes. It's an homage. We get that. It's a tipping the hat. It's a wink to Hitchcock. But that alone does not a movie make. And I think, okay, so to, as we're kind of explaining a lot of this, that's where Tarantino differs, right? Tarantino is making his own movie, but he is referencing other things. He's paying homage to other things, but it's when the, within the context of his own story. Right, right. right. And he's going, I'm going to fit this thing in here, but I'm still telling a, a different story that has nothing to do with any of these others. It might fit stylistically with a lot of these 70s movies that you've seen, but it's and it's my movie. But I'm going to talk about some of the other things. And that's why it works so well. And that's yeah. that's what works with his yeah. movies. Yeah, yeah. Whereas this movie just feels like I. There were a bunch of these kinds of movies. I feel like the '90s had a bunch of these kind of movies, like Sliver and yes. like a lot of those kind of uh, the hand that rocks the cradle mm-hmm. and uh, that mm-hmm. same kind of mm-hmm. thriller. Woman in peril. Yeah. 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 For some reason, I was even flashing on Wait Until Dark. Yeah. You know, a little bit is just, you know, this is this is just horrible. What a waste. I keep going back to the cast. These are people we really respect. Mm. These these actors. And it was so I didn't think that the the big aha was such a big aha. I did not that care. I wanted a big twist that oh, I didn't get that wow at all. And I knew the last scene was going to be, you know, an aerial shot of her outside. Yeah, me too. Ooh, she's no longer going to go. She's able to, she's, she's taking care of her own demons. And now she's more whole. Mm-hmm. She's better off having gone through this experience. Man. You know, the, the, it was a troubled production. Did you read about no, that? No, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't they actually brought in a different director. They did a lot of reshot. They knew they had a mess on their hands. They reshot certain scenes. I'm I'm jumping ahead, but even with anti-wave, I, I, once again, and it's I don't not think a cop. It's and I, I don't think it is either. But I I don't have much to say about that because I didn't care. But um, it's not anti-wave. You know, here's uh, she, here's the thing. Kind of the biggest insult you can give to a movie, and we've done this before, is I don't care. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's other movies that it's like, okay, with Mother, for example. You actively hated to, hated it, and you responded to what Aronofsky was doing. Yes. And I would even argue, I hope you can appreciate this, that even though you might have not liked it, right. you can 
you can identify things that he's doing and maybe appreciate. I like it. That was a failed experiment, but I see what you're doing and just don't care. for. And it. I would intellectually get it as an extended metaphor. Right. So I got that. And you I know what? Do let, it, me, let me yeah. let me give you an, an extended metaphor, not just about right. mother, but about what we're dealing with. It would be like if you're not a fan of country music. But you can recognize Good. It's, Absolutely. it's music. Absolutely. This is noise. Absolutely. This is no, nails yes. on a chalkboard. Yes. And it's like, th- this is this is not melodic. This is not working. Right? You're right. Is that fair? You're right. Absolutely. Mm. I can respect mother, even though it wasn't my cup of tea. Mm. But as, as a metaphor, I got it. Yes, of course. So um, even though we bantered back and forth and I didn't care for it. But this was just horrible. This was no, it was. I uh, don't you get angry? No, do you get angry? I get angry. I get bored. You get bored, but why was this? Why, who, why does this happen? I, I don't know. Yeah. I had money shots, yeah, yeah. I, there I, was a cool I, money I, shot that I had. I wonder if we have the same one. My money shot was at, toward the end of the movie, she comes downstairs, and you know, you were talking about the, the, the staircase was prominent throughout the film. Um, and it, there was a shot of her coming downstairs, and as she descended the staircase, the 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 shot kind of tracked her as she was going down all three flights of these stairs, getting you know lower and lower in the in the building, and realized they had taken off one of the handrailings yeah, in, in order, order for her to, to go yeah. down. Yeah. And it was a very interesting shot. It didn't make logistical sense. Because we were basically looking from like the point of view of the wall, I mm-hmm, guess, but mm-hmm. it sure was pretty, and I noticed it. It was starting but, to border but did on that this take idea. you out of the movie. Yes, that's does what I was that, about to say. that we talked about is it too pretty? But here was it too clever? Yeah, and you pulled out one from the mechanics of the shot, and how do they get that tracking shot right. anyway? And I'm no so longer now you're no longer attached the to the film. No, and you know I think when you first posed that that question many yeah. years ago, yeah. You asked, can a movie, a movie be, be too, too pretty. pretty? Yes. I answered, no, I don't think that that's but possible. But since then, we have come up come with a up few with two exa- or three. examples. And I think I even said, if I remember correctly, I think I said, rarely, if possible. Right, And right. I think I would stick by that more than no. Right. I, I think it might be possible, but it's rare. Remember, Robin, when dreams may come? That was the example that I right. gave you. Right. I said, right. there's one movie that I, I just... It was so pretty and beautiful that it, I think, was starting to distract from the story. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, did you have money shots? I do. Uh, I have two. The car crash, a little mm. backstory there. Yeah. Uh, I, the snow flurries. Mm-hmm. The snow flurries. And I think we saw the snow flurries at the very, very beginning. Yeah. And we didn't know what those really were and why we were looking at that. Well, now we know, and I guess it was in her mind when she was reflecting back with... She was in the car mm-hmm. with her husband and mm-hmm. the kid. Yeah, so no wonder she's all fucked up. The car crash. And the other was her video suicide message. Oh, really? Yeah, well, you didn't like that, did you? No, uh, I just that was not a money shot for me. Yeah, we had a split screen where we saw her talking to the camera. And then we saw what she looked like on tape, just oh. kind of saying goodbye. And it was a message so that she's going to end her life or something. And well, she should have. I, I did like the movie. shot of her car flipped upside down snowing in her living room that's pretty cool. what was up with that wait uh, a minute wait a minute i mean it was a bizarre what the fuck you like yeah i mean that was bizarre but it was a bizarre kinda, moment but kind of clever well 
we saw, yeah, we saw a merging of it of, was of visual, put it that way. What was in her mind and what was in the house, and it was I'd never seen a shot quite like that before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what else to say, buddy. Yeah, major, major piece of shit, disappointment. Anti wave, no. no, no, it's not. She again, like I broached a few moments ago, she's better off for having gone through this experience. I guess she's and more whole. There's nothing whole. about this movie she's that feels more, anti-wave to me. She's more whole. She's more complete. The police finally believed her. Yeah. And um, and she could um, drive off at the end a better person. Uh, I'd give this a one. Yeah. Maybe, a, maybe a two. I, I don't even know why I would give it a two, but I mean, if we sat here and scratched our heads long enough, maybe we could come up with, with a three axe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I think they're worth three. Yeah. yeah. The, here's the problem. I just don't care. Yeah. I don't care. No, to that's discuss. it. I left. Yeah. And again, I think that's probably the most damning insult that you could levy at it is I don't even really care to walk through the paces with this movie. Try to figure out whether it's anti wave or what the money shot really is. Anyway. Yeah. Done. The woman in the window. Who died this week? All right. Let's. I love that we spent more time talking about the, <laughs> but the, the, the tsunami. The, the tsunami. Yeah, yeah than I we know. Did about well, the movie. yeah. Got to tell you, probably more interesting. Probably. Got to tell you, unfortunately, most of the falling people did and turned to dust. Lost the falling people last week and a half or so. You know, this guy was all TV, but I don't care. I make an exception. Look at the look you're giving me right now, Douglas S. Kramer. Kramer with a C, not with a K. Oh, he was in the movie Kramer versus Kramer. Uh, <laughs> thank you for salvaging why, justifying why he did a lot. Dynasty, The Love Boat, blah Wait, blah. Wait, so blah. He, he did TV mostly. Uh, all TV. Yeah. So it was, it was all, just Seinfeld he, episodes. Uh, Kramer! Yeah, whatever happened to him? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Wonder Woman, stuff like that. Now, let's get to the people who really matter, those associated with TV. We lost Dakota Sky, 27-year-old American pornographic film actress. What Yet another a name. One. I know, I know. We're losing a lot of these female porn stars. And at a young age, 27 years old, she appeared in over 300 pornographic videos. And I, I'm, I'm a fan. Why are we? Why are they dying? I don't know. It's either suicide, but they said it's undisclosed reasons. I looked into this, and no one, no one's saying nothing. Is that code for drugs? Yeah. Or take but, your own but life. there really is a problem with this. Like in the past two or three years, yeah. there have been an exceptional number of young. I mean, maybe it's the fact that there are that more and more people are doing pornography. Maybe that's what it is. Like it used to be just like Christy Canyon was, you know, in the in the movie and that was about it. You know, maybe uh what's the guy, the hedgehog, the guy that sucks his own dick? What's his oh, name? Oh, yeah. Uh, what's Ron, his name? Jeremy, Ron Jeremy, right? Yeah. Like you got two or three people yeah. that do like all the porno movies and now we're at the point where like everyone is doing So porno. maybe that's it. That the fact there's a glut of porn maybe. now that there's but it does seem like cuz even in doing this segment with you the last few years it seems like there's been quite a few young female porn yeah. stars who've ended their life in their 20s in their 20s in their prime in their prime think of all the porn she could have done I mean, in her future before you go out at least yeah. do a good anal yeah. scene yeah you know? now you're talking anyway dakota's dead uh john gabriel 90 year old american actor a lot of tv however he was in the movie stagecoach not the original they oh. did a colorized remake and he was in that Lisa Bands, I'm going to say Baines, B-A-N-E-S, producer Joey signaled this because of the way she died. She was an American actress. She was struck by a motorized scooter in a hit-and-run collision in New York City. And 
our great producer Joey said, if that's not any wave, I don't know what is. Well, we talked about this. I know we did. We've I know we talked did. about this a number of years ago. Yeah, yeah. That these people are people are going to get killed yes, from these yes. fucking scooters and everywhere. Th- and they're still out there. You I, said it. You were upset about it. Yeah. You were annoyed. It's still, even coming over here this afternoon, they're like on the sidewalk. Yeah. They're just on the sidewalk. They have toned it down a little bit. I, when it was in its prime, I have seen they fewer. Were I've seen fewer. Yes, yes. And I was like, "Fucking knock it off, yeah. man!" They're more manageable now. But I want to tell you that Lisa was in the movies Cocktail, Young Guns, Gone Girl. So she was in important films. These are all porno no. movies. We're only talking no. about pornographic actresses, right? No, no, no. Lisa, Lisa, cocktail, Lisa was a Gone Girl. No, no, she's not a porno. Yeah, no. oh, okay. but anyway, she's Gone Girl. Girl. Corner's corner. This one hurts. I'm putting this in the same category as a few of the others we've been speaking oh, about lately. Uh, I think a spotlight, silver spotlight award, not, not not Gene Hackman, not Betty White, not Dick Van Dyke, not Pepe Le Pew. They all died this week? Yeah, they did. It's been a horrible week, but I'm giving it to Ned. Ned. Now, Beatty or Beatty? Beatty. Ba- it is like it's Warren. Beatty. It's like Warren Beatty. I think they're so. not they're not related, by oh, the way. Oh, they're not? No, I know. <laughs> yeah. they, they look so much alike. <laughs> I actually looked into that. No, they're not. He used to have a quip that he'd tell people. He said that he used to go around saying, yeah, Warren's my older uncle. That's what he can't you hear. Ned saying that. Yeah. That's very Ned. That's yeah. very Ned. You know, I want to say, I read a lot of personal accounts about what a night, nice, you can feel that. What a nice guy. Yeah. And American actor, I want to, for the network, he, Deliverance, which we spoke His about recently. His performance in yes. Deliverance. That's. Is fan-fucking-tastic. And the whole movie, not just a squeal like a pig. No. Not just that one segment. Because, the whole- and we talked about it when we reviewed the movie, but he is, he's mildly annoying at the beginning, and he's, he's the problem at the beginning, but in a realistic way. Of like, yes. Okay, this guy's a pussy. He's a wimp. He's not going to be able to handle this whole thing. They're going to have problems with this guy not handling himself down the river, right? And <coughs> we're seeing him through the eyes of Burt Reynolds, who's the master of... The river and you know the huntsman, hunt, huntsman and everything else. Yeah, it was a bow and arrow. Right, and it's like, okay, I'm gonna fucking kill this this guy yeah. if he you know doesn't knock it off. Then the whole squeal like a piggy scene, which is, I mean, some of the best acting I think that's been put to cinema, just absolutely incredible. And then after that, his whole performance changes. Yes, yes, yes. And he becomes, I mean, a different. A different aspect of himself. It's like he realizes that everything has changed now. And it is, it's really an incredible performance. I wonder if he was nominated for an Oscar for that. I'd be curious to know. I'd be curious to know. Um, I do have in my notes he was nominated for an Academy Award. I bet that was it. I wonder well, if it's Deliverance. You look it up while I say a few more things. Uh, besides Network Deliverance, he was in Superman. And um, he was, he of was course, Superman too. Yeah, he was. It was cartoonish, but it was fun. Yeah, yeah. and um, he was a t- he's a character actor. Obviously, right? He's not a leading man. Can't carry a film. Um, character actor, particularly in the seventies. And additional films include uh, Toy Story three and Rudy. I forgot he was in Back to School. He was in Back to School and um, two Emmy Awards, nominated he, for an Oscar. He was nominated for Network. Oh, for network, yeah. he has that monologue. He does a soliloquy in network, mm-hmm. not the mad as hell. That was something else. But at any rate, what? And again, I want to go back to this because somebody was writing a, a reflection of his life, and that 
just like Sidney Poitier, which I spoke about a few weeks ago, um, that Ned would be out watering his lawn and would wave at people when they smile at him. And can't you see that? You're not surprised to hear that. Not at That's all. how he was built. That's what the guy was all. What a life. What a character actor. What an incredible actor. And um, he's gone. Man. 83. What a life. Only Ronnie Cox and... Uh, Who and, else do we and, have? And, uh, John, John Boyd. Boyd are still Two out of the around. four. Two out of the four are still alive. We actually saw Deliverance twice together. Once for the podcast. Mm-hmm. A few years ago, we watched it at my place years ago. Yeah. Yeah. What a... Anyway, Ned. Uh, what a loss. And yeah. he was yeah. still acting. I mean, he was still doing movies. He was in Toy Story 3. Yeah. I mean, he was still doing some movies recently. Although Toy Story 3 was 2010. It's was funny it? you say recently. Yeah. It's like well, I mean, more than deliverance. Yeah, right? yeah. Be out of the 70s and 80s. That's yeah, what but you're he saying, was doing some other stuff even more recently right, than that. Right, right. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, the Candle Corner, celebrities' birthdays for the week. I want to mention Natalie Portman is 40. Michael J. Fox is 60. Aaron Sorkin, your favorite writer, is 60. Johnny Depp, 58. And Richard Sherman of the Sherman Brothers, you know, Mary Poppins, Chim Chim Cherie. Oh, okay. They did all the way. Yeah, he's 93, Richard wow. Sherman. We wish them all a very happy birthday. When is the top five? Top five and hit it, Vern. It's time to give a listen, you little creeps, to our top five. Top five this week is top five. Window movies. Window movies. Oh, I've got one metaphor Don't need to here. define that. Well, Let's well, get actually going. Actually, I'd like to talk about, yeah. Okay. My number five. Wait a minute. My number five is a Ned Beatty film. Is this the one that we've talked about that we highlight? Uh, we not. did not mention it. Because you said it's a Ned Beatty film. It's a Ned Beatty film. You ready? I think so. Is it a movie I mentioned? It's called Indo- Deliverance. Have you ever heard? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Sorry. Um, no, I don't. I don't know if you've seen this movie. Um, but he plays. I think he plays the bad guy in the movie. But um, the movie is from 2007 called Shooter. Shooter. Yeah, it's a Mark Wahlberg movie. It's a sniper movie. Yes. And he's. It's, I forgot he's in it. Wait, window. Yeah. So you might think, well, where's the window? They do this whole big, like, spiel about how he Mark Wahlberg's character is set up. Um, at, he's blackmailed to be a shooter, but he meaning an assassin, or but, yeah, that, like a, a sniper. Yes, and yes. and he shoots somebody like a president or something like that. Uh, some sort of I think it was a president, but the whole the. The sniper has his gun like dangling out of the window where he's shooting from. And they make reference to it like snipers don't do that. They back away from the window. They're inside the room. They're not they don't have their gun dangling out of the window like in the movies. And they make a big point of like him shooting through this window and that's where the the key um scene takes mm-hmm, place is mm-hmm. all shooting through this window at this uh at this politician who's like taking the big stand. Anyway, so but that, that's a little interesting point for snipers is that they Oh, it really is. That's a good point. Yeah, and I saw Shooter. Did you really? It's, yes, I did. It was on TV hmm. a couple years ago. It was good. I liked it. It's a good, it's a good solid. Movie. Yeah. It's a good movie. Yeah. It's a popcorn movie. For what it is, it's good, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Very nice. Hey, but I want Okay, well for for window My movie, number 4 movie. <laughs> have window movies. Um first I want to mention, well, uh The Black Widow. Wait, no. did we say widow or window? We said widow. Oh no, my top five are 
widows. Like yeah, that's what I did. So we're doing. Widow, yeah. We're he doing, shot through a widow. A, a she widow. was standing there, and and shooter. He had to s- snipe a bullet right through the widow. Her husband had died there earlier from cancer. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I said. Good. I had it all. Pl- yeah. I was I was rehearsing that for like yeah, a I week. Know. About, I'm, I'm agreeing. We, I'm, we, I'm with you, Ira. Yeah, but yeah, you're helping me. I'm a with lot your here. stupid yeah, premise stupid that makes no widow sense. Widow and window. Okay, now here's what I want to ask you. I'm jumping the gun here. Yeah. And you might shoot me down for what I'm about to ask, but I'm Bang. wondering if in your top five, talking about window movies, mm-hmm. Soderbergh filmed a scene out of your apartment window in mm-hmm. your old apartment. No, it's not, it's not in my, move, my top five. Did you forget? Or is this something you considered? It's not or, something I considered. Uh, I wouldn't think, because I was thinking of window movies. Well. But, yeah, that... If you thought of maybe you would have put that in your it's five. It's a surreal. I know. Tell the audience. Okay. Tell, talk. The movie was called Full Frontal, which is not one of Soderbergh's most famous films. It was a movie that had uh, Julie Roberts and he did it right after Aaron Brockovich. There is a scene early in. It's like still the credits are still running. And there's a scene where one of the characters is getting up out of bed. I think he's like, I think there's a, a woman that's still in the bed or something like that. But he's getting up out of the bed and leaving. And it kind of comes back over and kneels down to her and says something. And there are a set of windows behind them, and you can see buildings in the background. And as we were watching it, I paused the movie and turned to Joanna, and I said, that is right there. <laughs> and she went, what? And literally, we were sitting on the couch where the camera would have been placed. I mean, if we could overlap those two time periods the camera would have been right between me and Joanna. Like it would have been in my lap, you know, like it would have, we existed in the same physical space at the same Soderberg time. Soderbergh was in your home. Oh, for sure. He was in your apartment. H- how could it not right. have been? Right, right. Yeah. Yet you still chose to move. Yeah. The fuck out of here. He chose to move. He's not still there. Anyway, that's, that's an not, amazing that's story. Not, yeah, I'm really All right. Honest. I'm stalling on my number five. It's a metaphor. Okay. And because, again, earlier I said, do you have any metaphors at all? Literal? Mm-hmm. This is the only one where it's not a literal window. And what I want to suggest, either you're going to nod or roll your eyes. The movie Flatliners, the original one, the first one, mm-hmm. 1990. Joel Schumacher, I forgot, directed that. And um, it was a window into experimentation beyond death. Death. I would agree. I Are you cool good. with that? No, of course. And then I thought about that, not a literal, but a metaphoric window. And then I thought, well, actually, even um, Stargate might have even been better. Stargate was on my... Star- is my that, is, yeah, because that's an actual window into another dimension. Yes. But I'm going, still going with Flatliners. Again, this was the first one, the better of the two, but that's for sure, with Kiefer Sutherland and Julia Roberts and... Um, and and other people too, and that's um, my number five. Now I'm gonna go the same way. Kevin Bacon, that's a, it. Kevin Bacon. A little window into somebody's thoughts. Mm, is this your number four? Mm-hmm. 2010, Inception. <laughs> we are getting a window into their dreams. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Did you love that movie? I, I liked it. You yeah. know, I I saw I saw it a second time, and I liked it more the second time. The first time I was kind of like, what's happening here? It's just a little too much. And the second time, I'm, it's, it's okay. It's good. I like the top spitting at the end. Mm. <laughs> uh, my number four. Yeah. Oh, we're not playing the year game. By the way, Flatliners, the first one was in? Flatliners was 19... 
89. 90. Yeah, you're within a year. Number four, American Beauty. Now, let's talk about this. I'm going to make the argument that there was a window motif throughout the whole film. Mm -hmm. We see the kid with the video camera. I think that's a window in and of itself. Like, I'm looking at the world through the the video camera. Yes. So literal and metaphoric. Right, right. In that sense, it's definitely a window movie and... Wonderful scene we spoke about recently, Robert. Mm-hmm. The fast food restaurant yeah. pulling up the window. I would agree. That's that's my uh, number four. Kevin Spacey, Annette Benning, a Conrad Hall shot it with wonderful, gorgeous cinematography. That's my number four. My number three. I'm going to kind of. I'm. I don't even consider it cheating. You might think it's cheating. You might think it's cheating. Our listeners may not. No, they may not be able to call us out on this. We talked about different top fives. And originally, we were going to do top five voyeurism movies. And you pointed out, no, no, we've done voyeurism movies. And then you mentioned some of the movies that we had done as our top five. Right. And I said, one of these has to go in my top five window movies. So I rattled off a few voyeuristic, and you took one of them yeah. and thought, wait, that is a crossover. It's a crossover. It fits Fast in a window. Fast times at Ridgemont High. When he is watching Phoebe Cates that was the through the time. window. It's so good. Not only was that a voyeur, but it's the same beat, the same, it's scene, the same scene is crossing over into the He's two. He's looking through the window. You know, that scene. Watching her get out of the pool. That scene. I am so glad Phoebe Cates showed her tits for that movie. Like the movie, it it wouldn't be the same. It was then it was an '80s movies. You know, '80s movies always had the tits scene, the obligatory show your tits. And I mean, they 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 would have in I think in the '90s they would have cut around it. They would have they would have shown her over the shoulder or something like that. But there's. There's something to that scene. That whole sequence. Was he in like a dressing room? Was it a yeah, dressing? there was like a changing like a room, room. room. Right, 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 right. And he was jerking off in the pool room. Yeah. And it was actually his fantasy, right? Yeah. It was like yeah. him yes. Yes. walking up to her in a full suit and everything and her just unsnapping her, her top. It was great. It was great. Yeah. I love how you did a crossover with that yeah. voyeuristic Couldn't help. window movie. Couldn't help. Love it. My number three, The Girl Next Door. Now. There, first of all, the year. Let's first do the year. Do you remember the other? The were, girl uh, next door. This is the the movie with the high school guys. Yes. And the, yeah, the former porn yeah, actress. That was two thousand five. Four. I love it. You're within a year. I love that you do this. I want to say that there are a lot of movies that fall into this category and about looking through the window and seeing the girl next door. Yeah. But this one kind of stands out for me in the fact that the character she was a former porn star yeah and i like the movie a lot so i think that, that was an important window movie that's the a girl really next door. good movie it's it really is. good it is you turned me on to it a few years ago it's a great one yeah yeah that's my number three the girl next door okay earlier we got a window into people's dreams yes now we're gonna get a window into their soul a chance for you to explore what it's like to be John Malkovich. 1999's Being John Malkovich. That's really good. Yeah. That's very good. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So if anybody hasn't seen Being John Malkovich, 
you go to the 13th and a half floor of this building, you open up a door and you go in and you end up in John Malkovich. Yeah. And then you get dumped on the side of the New Jersey Turnpike. Who directed that movie? It was um it was written by Charlie Kaufman and it was Spike Jones. So it was Spike Jones. Yeah. Did he do her? Is that the same guy who did her? Uh yeah. I th- yeah. <sighs> See those are fucking movies. Yeah. I'm, I'm those are just mentioning being John Malkovich her yeah. these are these are fucking movies as opposed to the woman in the window which is a look at the, movie. look at yeah I know look at that's really nice well for my number two it's a gimme and how could I not include it rear window I had to I had to I, I didn't make you. it my number one 58? I did uh, 54 oh. 54 Alfred Hitchcock we have Jimmy Stewart and Grace uh, Kelly before she became Princess Grace. Oh, man. And, um, gorgeous. She's gorgeous. The movie is incredible. Raymond Burr. Raymond Burr is in that film, too. You know, it? one thing that I noticed when I was... Okay, so when we were watching Chaplin, they would make references to all of these actresses. And, you know, they... Mila Jovovich was one of the actresses that Charlie Chaplin was, you know, married to or banging or on the side or something like that. And I was like, okay, let's find out who this actress really was back in the 19... 19- 20s or 30s whatever so i would pull up these images of the actresses and they were not Mila jovovich right they were kind of mm-hmm. horse-faced and like you know like all right but this was somebody who was really considered beautiful back in the day and was kind of like oh, i guess whatever grace kelly yes yes i yes. mean she would yes. be a knockout yeah. by today's standards yes yes Just yes a a specimen yeah. like here is one of the most beautiful humans who has ever walked the Agreed. Earth. Agreed. And just classy. Okay. Yeah. Was that your number two? That's my number two, Rear Window. What a smart, intelligent, novel premise. Hasn't been done before. Mm-hmm. That movie's not paying homage to anything else, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe maybe there was a couple of winks earlier, Hitchcock. I'm not sure. I don't think so. But uh, it was so novel and unique. Mm-hmm. And smart, and fun. intelligent, yeah. well-made. Jimmy Stewart in the wheelchair. What a the pan yeah. over all of his photographs. Yes, and seeing how he broke his leg. And it's yes. it's so much was told through not having to say anything. Yes, yes. That's my number two. All right, my number one. This is going to be good, isn't it? Is this the movie that we've discussed? Yes, we talked about as our primary film. Yes. Uh, on our podcast, oh. and so obviously it's a movie I've seen. Yep. 2018 was the year, and I'll give you another hint. The whole movie was just windows. Nothing like silence in a podcast. I know. <laughs> 2018 was a movie about a guy whose daughter was kidnapped, murdered, couldn't figure it out. And the whole time, he's looking at Windows on the computer. 2018 searching. Oh, my God. Searching. Oh, that's fucking brilliant, Matthew. No, okay. I wish I thought of that. Oh, I wish I thought of that. Pretty good, huh? It's a window movie. It's a window. It's a window. <laughs> 
That's really good. I, I also thought That's... Don't Fuck With Cats would fit into that category, but I thought, you know what? This is better. Searching is better. Oh, you're right. Don't Fuck With Cats. Same yeah. thing. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. No, Searching was better. See, that too was such a novel, unique film, and it was well made. It was well made. It was yeah. very well made. It was a I clever really premise and did a great job with the execution. Yeah. Yeah. Searching. What do you got? Wow. That's kudos to you, my friend. Thanks, buddy. This is a movie I don't think you've seen. I mentioned it about two years ago, and you were not familiar with it, with Brian Cranston. And it's called Wakefield. I don't think you've seen it. I don't think I've seen it yet. The pre- By the way, the year is 2016. Brian Cranston's character married with family, and he's just fed up. Hmm. And so he goes into the garage. We're upstairs in the garage. There's an attic with a window. And he can peer through the window and watch his family. And he stays there for a few years. They think he's dead. We see his family mourn. We see his family. We see the wife, uh, Jennifer Garner, and she has another, uh, another male interest, a love interest. We see everything unfold. And we watch him and his reaction looking out the window at his family. And he's removed from it. And he's getting something from that. At the very end, he leaves the attic. And he knocks on the door and walks and says, Honey, I'm... <laughs> I can't say that with a straight face. What a fucked up... That's literally it's what a, he does. Yeah, honey, I'm, honey, I'm home. It's a, it's, but I found it compelling. I found it really compelling. And Cranston pulls it off. Yeah, you need Cranston in order to pull that off. <laughs> Wakefield... Hmm. It's based on a short story, Il Doctro, you know, that, and it's based on a short story of uh, also Herman Melville. Of all I don't think people. that counts as a, as a window movie, though. The whole movie is him peering out of the attic, the garage upstairs, looking down, watching the interaction of his family. Wakefield. Interesting. Yes, yes. Got any scoops, do you? Um, we mentioned a couple of them already. Uh, uh, the... Alice in Wonderland, I felt like was kind of a window into another mm-hmm, world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What Dreams May Come was actually on my list as oh, well. Oh, that's Because I felt like that was kind of window into another world. And Stargate was on my list was too. Was it really? Yeah. And yeah. that was actually the first movie that I thought of was, uh, you know, trying to get into yeah. like a window yeah. into another world. I haven't seen that since it came out in the theater. Have you seen it? No. Have you ever seen it? No. I don't. I like remember movies. liking it. It was kind of like a... Like, a, all right, this is cheesy, but yeah. it was a good cheesy yeah. movie. And I used to watch a TV like, show. Yeah. I used to watch a TV show. All right. Yeah. So those are some of your windows. You know, I, I remember Man on a Ledge, and he's on Ledge, and the window was important with the officer trying to rescue him. So I, I include that. Um, here's one that you may enjoy. And in Animal House, there was an important scene with John Belushi. Oh, oh, yeah. On a ladder. Yeah. And he's peering through and looking, and um, typical John Belushi stuff, looking in through the window. Movies that couldn't be made today. That's so true. So true. That's all I've got in the way of um, scoops for window movies. We did it. Woo! Hey, man, if people have some window movies. What should they do? They can reach out to us. How? Through our email. Oh, which is? Robert at antiwavepodcast.com. Mm. Or. And slash or Ira at antiwavepodcast.com. Or you can reach out to us through Twitter or Instagram. Our handle there is at antiwavepodcast. We're all over the place, aren't we? All over the place, just like the blood across the street 
that is all over the place. And you tell me I do a bad job with news and making it rhyme at the beginning of the Just podcast? Just like the pills. Listen to yourself right now. By the way, can oh, we... the pills that went that fell and all scattered over the, the place, floor yeah. that went all over the place. You know, something I meant to mention about this movie. What, 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 what? When she, at the very end, she puts her cat into the cat carrier to, yeah, like, leave yeah, her house yeah. for the first time. I'm it's... talking about the woman in the window. Yes. The way she holds her cat is very clearly not her cat. She's, like, almost dunking it. She's not, like, holding it close like it would be your cat. She's, like, stay away. And she's almost kind of smirking, like, oh, this cat doesn't want to go in the cat carrier. And it's, like... It's it's a, a problem with her acting in that moment. I agree. Could it be because she's an agoraphobic and she wanted to transfer that negative energy to the cat being uncomfortable and in that you're container? You're giving her way too much too much credit. credit. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. So we are all over the place. Yes, we are. Uh, we're also on uh, Google Podcast Music. I don't like saying that name. I just don't like that. Um, How about we're just on Google? Yeah, oh, that's it. Just say Google? Yeah, go- Google Hey, Podcast. go to Spotify. Go to iHeartRadio. Go to our website. Write reviews. Throw us a few bucks over Patreon to help keep the sprocket holes moving. Ira, hmm. next week. What are we doing? Are you Again? feeling sleepy? Hmm? Are you feeling there, sleepy? Do you tell? Yeah. Do I see it? Oh. Because next week you're going to be awake. Awake. That was, you almost redeemed yourself. I tried. Yeah. But, you know, I think after this podcast, I need some uh, regression. I need therapy because of what we talked about with the tsunami. Did it make you relive so I, your trauma? In a way, in a way you did. Oh. Yeah. So I'll probably Maybe awaken something. Awaken something. Um, anyway, yeah, we're going to watch Awake. Good. So check that movie out. Hey, let's give a uh, round of applause to Joey. Doing Joey. A great job uh, yeah, that's about it, isn't it? What do you want to do now? Let's do something. Now you're all perky. Yeah, I'm awake. I'm I know. Alert. Let's go to the Philippines. No, it was not the Philippines. I, I didn't. Yeah, I, know. I thought you were referencing well, this. Just, yeah, well, go out there. Yeah, well, I'm saying. Yeah, go out to the Philippines. Okay, let's go to Manila. You know, we have fans there. <laughs> Are they those Asian fans? I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. I heard somebody who wanted to start an OnlyFans channel, and all it is is like these, like the fans it's that like funny. flip open, like Japanese fans. And that's all it is is just get fans. Wait, are you being serious right now? Somebody was really going to do that? No, somebody no. was making a joke. No, that's funny. That's actually quite cool. okay. All right, so uh, Robert, yeah, I think I'm out of here. All right, see ya. Watching movies. Oh. oh, you should keep watching movies, and we'll help you sort them out. What a piece of shit this was.